What's today's date? It's March 5th, Christmas Day. Just the way it's always been. And that doesn't bother you? It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Toys in every store. The bell will toll again soon, and then all that will remain are the Christmases yet to come. Please, all I wish to do is die. <laughs> We'll just cut that off right there. It seems like Christmas has come to our friends at the fourth wall, but now it may never leave. How will they get out of this one? Don't miss the fourth wall holiday special available wherever you listen to the finest podcasts. Ho, ho, ho. A Good Ghoul's Guide to Horror. I'm your Polterguide, Kinsey. I'm your Polterguide, Donna. I'm your Polterguide, Debbie. I'm your Polterguide, Mac. And this week, we watched the 1976... The such a 1976. Oh, it's all 1976 film. Yeah. Harry's. <laughs> <laughs> so, should we go ahead around real fast? Did you like it? Did you not? Sure. All right. I, I love this movie. I love the book. I love the movie. I think it's actually one of the best adaptations of King's work to this day. Um, yeah. I like it. I like it in general, I suppose. I haven't read the book. I have no loyalties, I guess, either way. Um, <clears throat> but like you said, it is it is super 1976. I, I really like the book. I think... Uh, I, I'm just a sucker for epistolary stuff. <laughs> um, and the movie, I think parts of it are great, and parts of it not so great. Well, okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I, I, I love the book. I love the movie. This movie and book have a very high nostalgia rating with me. In regards, this is the first adult book I read when I was 11, when I was going from young reader to adult reader, and this was what my mother and her best friend decided was a good idea. Oh. (laughs) And, side note, it terrified me of gym class, which I was starting, I was going to have to go to in junior high. I have a, just a, just a quick question to make sure, you know, we're all kind of on the same page. In Muskogee, where I went to high school, and Debbie went to high school? Mm-hmm. McAllister. McAllister. If you were in band, you I didn't... I didn't go to high school. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. I just don't know where you went to high school. But it was, it didn't mean anything. Where did you go to high school? Booker T. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um... Where were you? To, I'm sorry. Um, no, that's fine. In Muskogee. Um, if you if you took something like band, you didn't have to take gym class. Mm-hmm. So I never had the uh, running around naked it after showering um, experience yes. that, that happened in care. I had the same experience because I was in band. Band is probably more hardcore than what our PE class was mm-hmm. because you had to get to school like two hours before. 
And you stayed two hours after to do that marching stuff. On fucking black asphalt in yes. August in Oklahoma. <clears throat> Not I'm to sorry. mention... Ben, I still well, have strong feelings about yeah. that. <laughs> well, and we had... Or, my class, anyway, had band, band camp in quotations because there was no retreat mm-hmm. to do it. You, you did it at the school, but it was for t- what hour, what, eight hours a day for the first for the two weeks prior to yes. school yes. that you also went out and did marching stuff all day long. On black asphalt. On black asphalt. In August in Oklahoma. All right. Um, so, McAllister, <clears throat> in junior high, you were required in seventh grade. I know. I don't know. I don't know anymore, but when I was there, you were required. You had to take gym class. So that's, that happened. Mm-hmm. Not what happened in Carrie, but you had to, <laughs> you did not get the pass of if you were in band or something else. Now, in actual high school, it was an elective, mm-hmm. just something to do. Yeah. But People took it on purpose? Yeah, I did in my ninth grade year. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So... Yeah, so seventh grade, you were required. That mm-hmm. happened. I actually had to wear the yellow shirt with the black short shorts that had my name on it, on my shirt and my shorts. So, yeah, you can see why I was literally terrified of Carrie. Okay. I, I, I had similar anxiety for boys in that regard, but I, I took band in middle school to avoid gym and then, <laughs> wait for it, I took ROTC in what? high school. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I actually stuck around with it for a couple of years. I ended up being the core chaplain. Yes, me. What? <laughs> it's, you know, I've been everywhere. <laughs> so, yes, I also avoided gym by almost any means necessary. I love these little tidbits of, of y'all's lives <laughs> yeah. that we get during this. <laughs> oh, well, and to go back to Muskogee, I, in middle school, I did have to take PE. Like, even though I took band, middle school did not have a marching band. Um, so I took PE, but we we didn't, we weren't required to wear any uniforms. Mm-hmm. And now looking back, I'm a little aghast at the fact that we had to walk around in our sweaty clothes all day. I didn't realize it at the time. Um, yeah, it was yeah. like McAllister, you had to go to Diamond Sports, <clears throat> get your shirt with your name on it and your shorts. Mm-hmm. You had to make sure that shit was washed. Like, this yeah. is stuff our gym teacher was like, don't come in here stinky. Yeah. And I was very lucky it was like next to last hour. So, mm-hmm. well, and having said that, you know, even uh, like we did have locker rooms and stuff, but. For some reason, like, we didn't use that after P.E. Like, that was for the athletes, basically. Mm. Um, and I was, though, terrified of going, of doing, having to do locker room stuff. I was glad that I didn't have to do locker room stuff. I guess just because of the, you know, of, like, the, I, I guess it's associated with bullying and stuff. Because you're all yeah. naked in there together or whatever. And so. I, I also know. dated a girl named Carrie in high school. So nice. that was, that's another. But, but you survived. Think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Max here. It's corporeal. All right. So should we talk about this movie? Well, <laughs> let's. Uh, in case you guys don't know what this movie is about. Oh. Oh. Um. Yeah. It's about when Carrie's aunt Flo shows up and says, "You're a wizard, Carrie." <laughs> 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 We're done. Well, <laughs> don't read the Latin. Plot twist. She kills everybody with blood and fire, and it is revealed that she is a Targaryen. Oh. It's all true. There's nothing else we can say. I can't. I, I can't. Me and IMDb cannot follow that, Dim. You're a With wizard, their lies? Period. No, they cannot. Hey, this is actually pretty... 
I was pleasantly surprised when I read this, Mac, okay? I don't know if it's going to restore your faith in them, nope. but it will give you a moment of pause. It's the Natalie Portman index. <laughs> I so I need to fix that just so that... I, I don't think... I think they put it back just to say, no, we decided this was Natalie Portman. <laughs> All right, so I am, according to IMDb, <clears throat> Carrie White, a shy, friendless teenage girl who is sheltered by her domineering religious mother, unleashes her kinetic powers after being humiliated by her classmates at her senior prom. They're not wrong. They, I see. Mm. Real, is right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick question, because <clears throat> right off the bat, the very first thing that hit me was. So much pubic hair? All the seventies bush? No. Um, <laughs> it was the fuzzy quality of the film. Like oh, when they were no. showing the house, it was like somebody had smeared something on the Vaseline. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I mean, it's very dream esque because it's kind of. I beginning. guess was that what they were going for? Because I was just like, this is horrible. Like I just thought it was yeah, old yeah. film, and I was like, what is what is this? Did they do that on purpose? It's hard to imagine De Palma didn't do that on purpose. I just can't think of what the purpose might have been. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it was kind of at the end when they kind of did it again with the, uh, what was that chick's name? Sue. Sue. Um, the first you know, she, yeah, she had the very uh, dreamlike yeah. effect. And so then I was like, okay, maybe it was meant to be dreamlike, but it really just looked like poor quality. Like, I don't know. Was, Overexposed film. Almost. Yes, yeah. exactly. And, yes. Yeah. That was that kind of gets into my issue. Like there are certain parts of this movie where like it's genius and it's working on all fronts, and then there are long stretches where it feels like not much more than an after school special. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. After school special with I the can music get and, yeah. and and sort of the stilted acting in a lot of cases. But then, like, the prom scene, it's like, oh, man, this is... Right. It's, yeah, when you get to the prom level, scene, yeah. then you're like, okay, this is... But it almost feels like DePaul was only interested in that scene. He's like, okay, there's some girls or something, and then... Oh, he, was, yeah. he was interested in the locker room scene. Yes, <laughs> but not as people. As, okay, okay, all right. <laughs> as scenery. Gotcha. All right, I'll, all right, I'll give you that. Yeah. I don't know. I have a real hard time watching DePaul's stuff without feeling he's trying to be a Hitchcock knockoff. Especially, oh, sure. Yeah. Especially with his obsession with Nancy Allen, who was Chris. Like, they were yeah. on again, off again. Through. Married for a brief time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's a blonde. Yeah. So, I, I, I have my... It's very hard not to, for me, not to kind of get that with his stuff. Maybe his earlier stuff I can get that. But, like, my... Like, I have a weird soft spot for the first Mission Impossible movie. But my favorite movie of his is The Untouchables. And that is really... It has some Hitchcockian elements to it, but it's divorced from a lot of the things you're mentioning, but that are very present in this movie. I did not even know he did The Untouchables, and I completely forgot about the first Mission Impossible. Yep. All right. Yeah, so much pubic hair. Oh, Oh my gosh. gosh. That's, that's my first note, is that's a lot of 70s bush. Yeah, yeah. I, I was reminded, a friend of mine um, got to talking about, what was the, what was the phrase, trends in pubic hair? I'm trying to, what, what, there was something about whatever, whatever it is that is the current standard in pubic hair grooming. And I was like, but how do you know? How do you know what is the current standard in pubic <laughs> hair grooming? And he looked at me, dead serious, porn. Okay, that would explain it. That would explain yeah. a lot. Yeah. So. That's the only place you can get consistent, possibly 
Uniform. Not anecdotal data. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so there you go. If you're ever wondering what the current trend in pubic hair grooming is, <laughs> porn. Porn also dictates the trends in uh, home video f- formats. It's true. Yeah. So. Yeah. Whatever the porn industry goes for. That's the one that wins. So, um, but then, yeah, since we're, when we're in this opening scene, um, I do not understand why Carrie was fondling her boobs so much. Because De Palma directed it. A fair answer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, don't dig too deep. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly did not notice. I'm like, okay, she's just giving herself a shower. I, like, I just, I... No, there was some... Deep <laughs> fondling going on there. As men are fond of saying, longer than 20 seconds and you're playing with it. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think this is I think this is a good time that there's certain things when it comes to boobs that I'm very oblivious on, and that is one of them. Is that because uh, I didn't notice. I'm like, okay, just shower, 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 shower. And just la, 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 here she was having a drink. If Adrian were here, she would comment that that's because that's how long it would take to wash your, <laughs> your whole thing. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Today, the role of Adrian will be played by... Um, however, I, I want to talk real briefly because... Part of the the thing that made that scene so traumatic for Carrie is that she apparently had no idea. Yeah, uh, I mean she yeah. had she had no idea what was going on, um, and Mac wasn't here for our gingerbread episodes, for which I'm sure he's gingerbread grateful. ginger snaps ginger snaps. <laughs> Mac was not here for our ginger snaps episode. Tell me about your mother, <laughs> which I'm sure yes. he, he was grateful for. Uh, I, I was not as self-disclosing in that episode as some of the other Falter guides were, but I am going to say that my mom um, did not tell me until I mean it was feasible that I could have had my first period before she told me <laughs> and she didn't so thank goodness but I, I always had some sympathy for uh, Carrie in that moment because I mean it was not out of the question that that could have happened yeah and uh, so I, I was very sympathetic to her in that moment of what I don't understand having said that the amount of blood we were actually seeing, to me, does not constitute the level of panic she was seeing. That that level of blood constituted a what the hu- what the hell? What happened to me? Where am I bleeding? Uh, but not the. I see. Panic. I think I think the panic is is dead on only because of how her mother is. Now we don't see her yet, mm-hmm. but I think once we start meet when we meet her, mm-hmm. and then you see what Carrie lives in, I think actually the panic is. Is right on. Okay. Also, you're a veterinarian, so I feel like your blood threshold. You're not wrong, you know, but I was. Were you a veterinarian, veterinarian when you were. Donna uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, has always been I mean, a vet. I mean, currently. <laughs> or 13. Oh, but no, she I was. She was the Doogie Hauser of veterinary medicine. <laughs> She's um, always been the vet. <laughs> I've always been the vet. Yeah. Um, so there, those, those are my. And that's always been my thought about. Uh, Carrie, whether it's the book or the movie. Um, I have nothing to contribute to this conversation. <laughs> no, poor Mac. No, no, I'm, I'm, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't mean it like that. No, 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 I'm just saying I have nothing to contribute to this conversation. 
I'm at poor Mac. You're not getting able to talk. Not not qualitatively saying anything. That's a statement of fact. <laughs> um, actually, if you guys don't mind, can I can I do the book corner really early? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, wait. Um, sorry, that's my book set. <laughs> wait, wait. Let me see if we can get a little. Oh, we should do some I O. Something. See if that one thing I mentioned earlier that I think this was really one of the best adaptations of a King story ever. Um, and one of the reasons for that is rather than try to make up for some of the stuff that they couldn't do, they just ignored it. Like, for instance, there's a whole plot line of Chris's father, a lawyer, trying to get Chris out of it and that not working. And that's not in the movie. Does the movie mm-hmm. suffer for it? No. Not a bit. Um, the the one thing I wish we could have seen a little bit more of was there was this whole framing element of the of the novel where it became evident that Sue was actually blamed after everything happened. Um, there was a lot of people who assumed that Sue was was not just in on what happened but instrumental in what happened, and I, I do feel like that was not a necessary element, but kind of a poignant element that I would have liked to have seen. But in general, I feel like they took they took what they needed from the book and told the story and the stuff that they didn't include just wasn't necessary. Mm-hmm. And I just really like what they did with it. That's it. I think you're I think you're right on taking what they need because I seem to remember with the the Carrie TV movie with Angela Bettis that they did they did touch on that. They did mm-hmm. touch on the lawyer stuff. They did touch on uh, Sue, if I remember correctly. So I think mm-hmm. you're 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 right on. Has anyone seen the more recent remake? I have not. I, I have, have not. I have, but I saw it when it came out. So mm-hmm. when did it come out? Twenty thirteen. Yeah, something like that. Um, they, should, should we watch it? I mean, it's good for. I mean, it's Chloe Grace and it's Julianne Moore. I, I would watch both those women read the phone book. Mm-hmm. So I think we have discussed doing a remakes suite at some point. Ooh, so yeah. maybe we could include Carrie in that. I do know that they did do the with that one. They did do the same thing that they did with this one, where they didn't tell her when they were dropping the pig's blood. So the reaction is real. <clears throat> so I thought that was kind of a nice little. Mm. The remakes directed by a woman. Yeah, that's right. Which I think is an interesting thing to recommend it. It is, because yeah. this is very much, I mean, very much a woman's story, to the right. point that there's almost no male characters in it, and the male characters that are in it don't have a lot of agency either. None. None. Yeah. Pointedly taken away from them in, in the two most prominent cases. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I, I think, given that it was not just written by a dude, but it was written by a dude in the 70s, actually, I think 1970 was when he actually wrote it, um, I think it's very interesting uh-huh. that there's there's very little male input in this story. No, it's There's a, more than a lot in the direction of the movie, though, I think. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of male gaze. Oh, for sure. Stuff, which, why it's interesting that the remake recontextualized... Mm-hmm might have a different the, uh, angle to it. The scene when the gym teacher is is out, um, you know, putting them through their paces, I was getting actively angry at that scene. It was like, yes, they are attractive young women. Yeah. Okay, we get it. Yeah. In short shorts, we get it. Oh, look, they're jumping jacks. Okay. Once again, oblivious Kinsey here. 
what I noticed was like, oh, PJ Souls looks adorable with her red shorts matching her red hat. Oh my god, <laughs> and she wore it to the prom. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I that it would have worked better for her to wear the pigtails to the prom than the hat. Yeah, yeah. But, just, but no. once again, so we go to right. the... Well, in, in that same scene, I remember being like, yeah, they're spending a lot of time on these legs. Like, <laughs> Yeah, they, they shot a lot of film on a very particular parts. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Where Donna has her book corner, we have Kinsey's Oblivious Corner, where... <laughs> Where unicorns live and there's rainbows and everybody's happy. Or dead. Or dead. <laughs> oh my gosh, so many freckles. Yeah. She has so many freckles everywhere. <laughs> I did like though that Sissy Spacek really did look like she was in high school. Like I know she was, she was probably early twenties, but she looked like okay, she's. Mm-hmm. And I also have to. I think it's pretty fantastic. Her first main role is a horror film and this is like a very well respected actress and that I always dig that like you know for sure bit of trivia oh um the casting sessions for this were held at the same time as the casting sessions for Star Wars yes they were oh yeah and it was very close to being completely interchanged cast almost like I think William Catt was right on the precipice of Luke uh, Sissy Spacek was it definitely in the running for Leia and yeah. on and on. Oh, listen, I love Mark Hamill so much. I know. He is a gift yeah. to humanity. Yeah. But William Cat as Luke? Yes, please. He would have been so much more likable. <laughs> <laughs> he would have had that really gorgeous like 70s hair because that yeah. hair was fantastic in Carrie. <laughs> I actually, since we're talking about William Cat, I, I went and I looked him up and I, I just I want to know what happened to him because because he's got he's got this role in Carrie and then he had Greatest American Hero which was a fun show and I don't know anybody who didn't love Greatest American Hero um, except possibly the network that was broadcasting it but whatever um, and the, the hurts pretty deep with Donna on this one I can tell I was like, <laughs> Donna has a things lot of things got hate. serious when we started talking about the Greatest American Hero it's a good, it's a good show. Yeah. But his most recent credit was a 2018 film, and he was credited as Man in Bathroom. And I blame the House films. The first House film was fine. It was House yeah. 2. I mean, he's been working steadily. He's got pretty much a credit a year, at least, since, since the 80s. But what happened? I thought he did pretty good in Carrie. Like, I don't know. I mean, he didn't, there wasn't like a whole lot of... Talking, I right. guess. But I, I think he was a charming leading man type and yeah. didn't have something else to fall back on. Like with Mark Hamill, I mean, just to interchange them because they were up for the same kind of roles. Mark Hamill had a weird factor and a voice acting sort of thing where he could more easily transition into character actor work. Whereas William Cat, once he wasn't conventionally handsome anymore, what do you do with a William Cat after that? Okay, I, hashtag I what would you see. do with William Cat after I that? Mean, he's, <laughs> He's very likable, yeah. but there's not a lot of depth to him. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. He's okay. pretty. He's pretty. He is pretty. And when he wasn't pretty anymore, as we all... I think eventually. he's still pretty. Fuck off. <laughs> I don't think he'd think he was pretty. <laughs> if his last credit was man in bathroom, <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think Hollywood has sided with me that he's not pretty anymore. <laughs> Don, and Donna's going to go home. She's like, shh, William, shh. It's okay. She's gonna bind it up <laughs> in her basement. You see, so pretty. Yeah, 
we'll let you out for your one credit this year. (laughs) (laughs) That's what Sammy's doing right now is guarding. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, There. That was my bitterness. Yeah, no, I do like, I think that's always fascinating, Uh that little bit of trivia, because they'll, all all sets of actors will tell you they didn't know when they were coming in what they were reading for. Mm -hmm. It was something, because it had both Lucas and De Palma there. Mm -hmm. So I thought that, I'm I'm with Mac, I think that's pretty, you know. Sissy Spacek as Leia would have been certainly a different energy. Yeah. Yeah. And Carrie Fisher, Hallowed Be Thy Name, as Carrie would not have worked. She doesn't have an awkwardness to her. No, you're no. right. She, yeah. she's, she's badass. Carrie's right. badass, yeah. and she yeah. can't not be badass. Yeah. There is no... She might have been able to do Sue. Might have been able to do Chris. Oh, she could have ruled as Chris. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't, I don't see her as Carrie. No. True enough. Um, I think it's very interesting that 40 years later... The reactions, the the when when the the gym teacher was in the principal's office and he realized there was blood on her shorts and he was clearly squicked out about it. I just think it's interesting. Forty years later, that scene could have played out yep. exactly the way it did. That we, there's been no significant difference. No. Speaking for the men, we have not evolved on this issue. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that and then with the slap. That would have been recorded. That would have been... Oh, yeah. Yeah, on cell phone cameras. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That would have been like... And, and the gym teacher would have been gone. Oh, Miss Collins sure. would have been... There would have been no... There would have been no Miss Collins. Yeah. There was lots but, of slapping. But outside and she would have, of... And she would have lived. Yes, yeah, she would have lived. <laughs> she would have lived. But outside of the smoking and the slapping, I mean, I feel like the story could just be transplanted into right now, and it would, it would still work really well it works in the remake it, it still it works. works like you know they, they they do a little if i remember correctly they do a little bit of updating technology wise sure but it's still yeah it still plays the temptation to do it like as found footage though would be too much like it, it, it's all told in cell phone i hate found footage but at nonetheless the temptation would have been there if you were remaking it i've not seen the remake but i think of the remake and i'm like everybody like you just have different angles on the absolutely on the i mean it, w- it it would be entirely plausible for mm-hmm. it to be a found footage film especially since the book is almost like a it's a found text book mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay but we're not going to do that no, no. we're not going to do that you guys have, have decided your next project is another Carrie. remake of carrie another remake <laughs> of carrie is found footage i like it um Something else I wanted to mention is that I was really disappointed with the scare music they used. You know, when at the yeah. beginning, Carrie, you know, she's having these little flashes, like the the light burns out, the ashtray, the kid she knocks off his bike. I I almost feel like if they wouldn't have used the scare music, it actually would have been more suspenseful. The music all over the place is not great. The music is bad. Yeah, yeah. real bad. Well, see, that kind of brings you talking about the music. That kind of brings. To, that brings up an issue that I kind of had with this movie. Up until the end, you don't know what the tone is. Like sometimes it's yeah. very, it's it's very uneven. Like sometimes it's kind of slapstick comedy. Sometimes you've got the dramedy, then you got hardcore drama, and then it's not till the very end when you get to prom that it's De Palma decides. Oh yeah, I guess I better. You know, it's it's very disjointed. I was thinking while I was watching it because that prom scene is just beautiful yes. and yeah. magical and happy, and it's so. 
Not nice. Prom, not and, prom like. <laughs> and intricate. And 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 mm-hmm. in in all the chess pieces he's moving around. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. But. And I, I remember thinking, there's not really a lot of tension here. There's a little, like you, you every, yeah. every now and then get a flash of of Chris, and yeah. you know. So there, there's a little reminder that there's stuff going on. But for the most part, that scene is just beautiful and happy. Mm-hmm. And I think the point there is that because the horror happens so fast, and it it goes so fast from beautiful and happy to terrifying. And I I think that scene of all the happy just really gives you that contrast. It would almost be better if they didn't sell it as a horror movie. I mean, obviously, 40 years now, we would we would know, but if you were going to the theater saying, oh, it's some teen movie about a girl who's not liked, and then everything turns right at the yeah. end, and you're like, what happened? And then the most popular boy in school asks her to the prom. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'd say, and I remember growing up, before seeing this, the, the, the VHS box, it was Carrie... On one side, after she's she's got her crown on, holding her flowers, smiling, and it's there's one image, and then right beside it, it's her covered in blood doing crazy eyes. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. So, yeah, I think that would be an interesting... It would have been an interesting way to yeah. do it. I'm always bummed out about really great movies that have kind of an interesting turn in it, but the poster tells you the turn yeah. from the beginning. Right. Like... Back to the Future is another example. Like, it's not a time travel movie until really about half an hour or 40 minutes in. Yeah. And then it would be great if you just went into this movie going, oh, the kid from Family Ties is in it, and the guy from Taxi's in it, and wait, that's a weird looking car. What? They blew up the dog! <laughs> Etc. Yeah, kind of know what you're getting into. Yeah. With the prom scene, as I was watching it, once the chaos began, my brain was playing Benny Hill music over <laughs> that scene, and I was laughing. It was, I was just like, yeah, yeah, somebody should definitely, I wonder if that's on YouTube already. If it's not, it should be. So. That's how you will become internet famous. I don't know about that, but. <laughs> just read up it with the Benny Hill music. Yes, yes. So the shot, I think, that is probably the most beautiful, and it's also so eerie, is right after she leaves the gym and as she's walking out you just see the fire in the windows there's just a little bit of a breeze you know and she's all covered in blood and I've never noticed that shot before I've seen this movie multiple Mm -hmm. times and this time that shot I'm like okay that's gorgeous that's (laughs) the whole bit with her leaving where the the doors slowly open and she slowly comes in in silhouette and exits that whole scene is just beautiful and a horrible, creepy, people are dying in fire right. kind of way. I was like, did Tommy get out? No. No, no I know Tommy. he didn't now, but then, you know. But he was, that, that bucket hit his head hard. Like, I, did anyone else get the impression that he was dead? Like, he's dead. I thought he was yeah. unconscious. Well, they were, like, kind of freaking out around him. That's yeah. the only reason why. I think Sue's the only one who survived. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think yeah. I think Sue was the only yeah. one who survived yeah. the prom. Because I don't think... But just initially, I was looking for Tommy. I was like, where'd he go? Where'd he go? Where's he at? Did he make it out? Did somebody carry him out? Did he knock out? I don't know. Earlier, I I said that I um, was really happy with the um, adaptation from from book to movie. I was a little disappointed with the way uh, Chris and Billy died. That they got off easy? They got off pretty easy, yeah. They did. Yes. Mm -hmm. It had been a while since I seen it, and I forgot how they died. I'm like, oh, this is going to be good, like... But no, it's just yeah, and it was almost like Carrie didn't realize that they were 
I wish she would have realized that mm-hmm. they did it. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, she wouldn't have killed everybody else in the prom if she knew that Chris and Billy had done it. So here's a question for you. Do you think the reason she killed everybody... I mean, not, not counting the humiliation factor, but because they proved her mother right. I think... I don't think there was reason to it. I think the, the way it played out from her point of view, I think it was an entirely reasonable assumption to assume that everyone yeah. had been... That everything that had happened had been a plot to get right. her up there and humiliate her. Well, and because she mentioned near, nearer the beginning that he... That Tommy had even asked her out as a joke at one point or mm-hmm. something because she said that when the teacher she told the teacher he uh, had asked her to the prom and she's like well that's good and she was like he's just trying to fool me again and so um I don't I don't think so I think I think the again was the school is trying to fool me again. oh okay because okay. Tommy is just a nice guy okay um, even to the point that my my fuck that teacher comment earlier was because the teacher started teasing Carrie and he was like, "You suck." So, um, so okay. he he was like, "I won't I won't go so far as to say he was defending Carrie, but he definitely did not like it that Carrie was being mocked." Yeah, I got you. I got you. I just read that scene wrong, but but yeah, I mean, I agree with what you're saying though. Mm-hmm. Is that from her point of view, because she didn't know those girls were like plotting behind her back. I don't think she knew like at all that they were planning this big horrible thing. And mm-hmm. so when it happened, and she, you know didn't know who was yeah. responsible, I guess. Or maybe she did, because they that at one point point of view went to the girls as they were leaving, they were pushing through the crowd. Mm-hmm. And they were literally the only ones leaving, so maybe she was like, Oh yeah, it's them. But with know. as much damage as she does in that scene, I don't think she knew specific I I, I think it's I think it's she blanket like damage. Yeah, yeah, that it's she thinks it's everybody because she's seen in her head, she's even seen the gym teacher that tried to help her. She's seen her laugh. She's seen But she also doesn't understand her power to a certain degree. It's almost like it's just a just anger going forth, not mm-hmm. being aimed in any particular yeah. direction. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, she definitely, her control was iffy right. at times, but it was definitely just anger. Mm-hmm. One thing I wish they had included, um, there was a point when the kids were starting to push a door open and uh-huh. she slammed it shut again. Mm-hmm. And in the in the scene in the book, a kid actually, I don't remember if he, he loses his fingers or a hand <laughs> because his, he's, he's got a hand through the door when it slammed shut. Yeah. And, uh. I don't know. I think that would have been a neat thing to include in the movie. Mm. Why wouldn't you include that in the movie? Why wouldn't you? We almost wonder if there was a rating board thing going on. Because you're talking about, like, the degree of blood in the first scene. Like, there was some MPAA person who was like, no, take it back. Okay. Fingers are too much. Uh, This is not your fault. No, I'm not kidding. (laughs) You're looking at me like it is. I do not represent the MPAA. (laughs) No, no, no. not your fault, but I was just sitting here starting to go, really? Rating board with all the pubic hair? And then I was like, oh, fucking men in the 70s. Of course pubic hair is fine. Men everywhere. (laughs) Meg, don't (laughs) You just like, yeah. (laughs) We, we suck. We... There is very little to defend us, certainly lately. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So much pubic hair. <laughs> so, hashtag so much pubic hair. There's probably already a hashtag. That's got to be an active hashtag. <laughs> um, 
I want to talk about Billy real quick, his introduction, and you all are going to look at me like I'm nuts until I finish this sentence. Okay. But Billy got a good solid two minutes of being likable and charming before he hit Chris. Yes. Yeah, and I was... <laughs> I was a little bit like, oh, Billy's not so bad. Look, it's John Travolta when he's young and skinny. Look nice. at him. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I have never forgotten that. And I, you know, like, I have no problem with Travolta. It's like, yeah. But that I'm like, and slap. And movie slap. I'm like, yes, absolutely. But as a technical thing. Movie slaps are, like, the lamest slaps in the world. Like, yes, I was like, oh, I'm done with him. But then I was also like, did he really slap her? Because he, he just kind of brought his hand up and was like, yeah. Yeah, and, it, and then you get the Foley whap. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, then it was. I don't think Travolta did that. No, because it, it was really more like he just kind of waved his hand. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, yeah. I, I hate movie slaps, especially older movie slaps, because yeah. it's, it's not real. Yeah. I, I really want to see Travolta slap her. <laughs> Not Nancy Allen, the character. <laughs> There's nothing to defend men. <laughs> if there's going to be an effect, you want it to be a good one. You get your money's worth. Right. Your 1976. Make me believe. <laughs> okay, so then we move on to that scene. Speaking of make me believe. And uh, she is... Uh, apparently providing him a blowjob in the car, during which she is able to say clearly Billy. I say repeatedly. So <laughs> I'm just saying she's not doing no. it right if she can say Billy so this in the is, middle of her blowjob. Maybe he's not doing it right. This is right. my <laughs> This is my thought on that. No, I agree, but this is my thought. With your husband named Billy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, please tell us how it's right. Is it is it a magical name that allows this power? <laughs> Oh, fuck. <laughs> I would oh, like. I would I, like I to make Kinsey blush. We have made Kinsey blush. Oh shit! Time. <laughs> well played, ladies. Well played. <laughs> well played. So what I was going to say, technically, <laughs> what I think Chris is doing, it's inhale, exhale. Oh yes, Billy. Inhale, exhale. I agree that that, that, that is how it, I logic in my head. I said, well, that's what they're going for. But what it looked like was how can she talk with dick in her mouth? How can she talk that much with dick in her mouth? Like, Maybe it's not a big dick. <laughs> that was my first theory. Kenzie, you did hand motions in that. And the podcast audience is not going to get the full explanation. Welcome to Carrie. Or she's she she's not really doing it and just sort of teasing him. Ah, that's a good yeah. Mm-hmm. Just creating the illusion in his head that there might be fellatio in the future, <laughs> but only if you get me the proper amount of pig's blood. I don't know. He did the whole grab the ceiling thing, which led me to that's believe it was happening. <laughs> that seemed anticipatory. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. Yep. We've got the, the male perspective here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, something that this is fast forwarding a little bit to when everybody's getting ready for prom and the guys are in the 
the dressing room at the tailor shop or whatever that getting a suit. It's such a weird scene. And they fast forward it, right? I was like, maybe this is just the copy I'm I watching. I saw that. I'm like, wait a minute. Did that really... Did the Palmer really do that? It's, he's so bored with the teen stuff. Yeah, he just yeah. wants to get to the car and saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like just like cutting it. Like you can cut it out. And I was like, so was that like lazy editing or were they going for that? Wow, the guys really spent a long time in here talking. But the amount that they fast forward, it was so short. I was like, why did they do that? Was there even a purpose to that scene? Just to see the guy get the tuxedo t-shirt. I mean, yeah, I don't yeah. Know. This, no, and that scene is like that's always that's my key on why I say that this film is very disjointed in parts because mm-hmm. it's like why do we have this slapstick stuff in the middle for yeah. no yeah. reason? Just just so we can yeah. like Tommy Ross. That's that's it. That's, so that's basically that Tommy Ross is a super likable dude. Yeah, he'll go with his his friends and pretty. He is pretty. Yeah, and he deserved better. But he did. He so much deserved better. Um, did you notice that John Travolta twice said, get her done, get her done? I did. I did not. I did not. Which makes me really wonder if that is not the origin of Larry the Cable Guy. Get her done. He even said it like that. He didn't say, get her done. He said, get her done. Get her done. I did catch that. Yeah. All right. Had... Chris and Billy lived, they would have gotten married and had, and been awful people now being like millennials. They don't have any respect for anything. And it's like, did you see yourselves? (laughs) Is this as they're living in their double wide? Well, at least. (laughs) I think you're right. Yeah, absolutely. I'm still hunting at that one. They would have voted for Trump. No doubt they would have voted for Trump. (sighs) Yes. Because he was talking about jobs. Jabs. So, how about that split screen? By <laughs> the way, split screen. That's pretty good stuff. Yeah, the uh, yeah. the the Carrie split scene. Mm-hmm. See, mm-hmm. I like that. Screen. Did I say scene or screen? screen? Screen. You said both at various times in the last thirty seconds, but we knew what you meant. <laughs> okay. I know that it's screen. We knew we knew where you were going with it. There was there's a line from a Stephen King story um, where a bad guy who loves to drive sees his death coming and he reaches over and puts on his seatbelt. And as I was watching uh, the car tumble after Carrie threw the car, I'm, I cannot to this moment remember if that is from Carrie, if it was Billy Nolan putting his seatbelt on or if it was from Christine I think it might be from Christine I would say so because I'm and it's been a while since I read Carrie isn't almost all of it like that epistolary stuff where it's almost coming from other sources not really a main narrative a lot in it Carrie. goes back and forth there there right. are there are chunks of newspaper there's yeah. pieces of journals but then there is there some, is a main narrative there is I, I couldn't narrative. remember if there was because the other stuff was it's it's framed more memorable yeah the, the the epistolary stuff is more of a framing mechanism okay. than a than then it could have been, but it feels like Christine as well. Yeah, because it doesn't feel like Billy's bright enough to reach for life in that last moment. I agree. Fair. I don't think that was he would do that. <laughs> All right, so we want to jump into Carrie's mom, Margaret. Mm. Let's talk. Jump about... into. Well, yeah. jump in talking about. Sorry, <laughs> okay. let me finish sentences here. <laughs> well, there was. 
a long silence. I, I thought I, you were done. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Margaret White. She's a piece of work. She liked it, though. <laughs> she oh, did. she liked it. <laughs> when his hands were on her and his breath stunk of the roadhouse, she liked it. Margaret White, reach that is dirty girl. That is not a conversation to have with your daughter. Just, I know, right? Just saying. I want to submit Margaret White, though, for the Tony Collette in Hereditary Mother of the Year Award. Mm. I would like to submit her for that running. Because <laughs> that whole conversation, all the conversations Margaret has with her daughter, no. 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 I do love Carrie standing up to her, though. Yeah. I was very surprised at that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it Her characters just seemed like the type that that just wouldn't buck Mama, you know? There was a bit... She also murdered several people before, she so did. she's reaching a new you know, yeah, plateau in her, yeah. in her journey. There's, her there's, there's a, a, an ongoing storyline from the book where Carrie has realized she has these powers, mm-hmm. and she's actually practicing with them oh. and becoming stronger and learning more control, Okay, um, which made that, that, no, I'm not putting up with this anymore, a moment make gotcha. a lot more sense because Carrie now had confidence in her ability to defend herself. Um, it, so it, it came a little more out of nowhere in the movie, but even then I, I could interpret it as a, nope, you have just found my line. I have I have a chance to get out of this Yeah, and you are not going to stop me. And I guess that's, that's your two options. Either, no, I'm going to go back to being meek and you know, have no agency to. I had done. I had a conversation last Able night to... with Ryan, who has guested several times with us. Uh, Ryan is an MFA, and I and I had just had a conversation with him, trying to. It, it's something that we're going to talk about when we get to our poll. Is what is Carrie's role in this film? And I discussed with him: um, is she a tragic character? Because with with tragedies, the the main idea is that the character. Uh, makes a decision that leads to their downfall. Their flaws lead to their downfall. And the only decision Carrie makes that leads to her downfall is the decision to go with Tommy to the prom. And when you really think about her as a person who wants to, who desperately wants to have a normal life, was that even really a decision? I mean, could she really have said no because she was making a decision between living the rest of her life like her mother or trying to get out? So... I wonder. Because, I mean, I think my high school experience was just like, oh, let's get through this and get to the real part of life. And that's not a framework that everybody can get to or even thinks of. And probably Carrie couldn't have imagined a post world Mm -hmm. from which. But I, I think there's age. She has agency in that, yes, she went because she does actively want it. And I think that actually lends credence to the idea that she does have some kind of semi-heroic arc in this is because she wants something and there are complications in her way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't... I think that would qualify her as a tragic character because she makes the decision, I want this normal life. There's an opportunity to have it. I will take it. And that puts me in this situation. If she had just stayed at home like her mother told her, 
and said, okay, you know what? I'm going to... I just realized I'm a wizard carry. And... <laughs> I'm I, like I've got six more months of high school, and then I'm done with all of this. I can hack it for a little while longer. I don't think Carrie saw it that way. I but, don't think she did. Which does not make your right. point invalid. Yes, you're exactly yeah. right. She could have just survived until she was 18 and could leave. Yeah, her 20s would have been lit. Oh yeah, <laughs> as fuck. Yes. Yeah. Roadhouse. All the way. Oh, but yeah. we were talking about Margaret. Yeah, we're talking about Margaret. That's She's fucked up. Oh, no, she is like... Of course, so the line that always cracks me up with Margaret is the Dirty Pillows line. Like, that one, I, I think that's hilarious because I'm 12. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> But then there's the, the logical side of my brain. It's like, maybe if you put some lining in that dress, Carrie, then your mom wouldn't make the Dirty Pillows comment. I think she would have either way. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you, you do make a point. Cause, listen, free the nipple. Okay. Nonetheless, there would have been a, a there could have been some lining. Yes. There could have been some lining. I thought she was literally wearing just lingerie at that time. Uh-huh. Like I didn't realize she was in her progress. Yeah. It was also 1976, so, so what yeah. other options yeah. were there? Yeah, that's true. But that was just like, eh, have a little lining in the dress. Yeah. Not that I'm siding with your mother at all, Carrie. You know, you do you, but Lining in the dress, babe. Just, just lining. I was like, oh, no. Okay, how could, it was just like right there. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> for the viewing audience, Donna is pantomiming. <laughs> Carrie White's nipple talking to Debbie. And it's Mac up. has looked away. <laughs> pantomime heavy episode. <laughs> <laughs> and we broke Donna's Donna's broke. <laughs> this is now the Debbie and Mac show. <laughs> Okay, but yeah, no, no, Margaret White, her interpretation of everything <laughs> yeah. in the Bible, uh, yeah. I loved her admission that she slept with her husband before they were married. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he promised he would never do it again, and then they slept in the same bed. And I'm just like, if you want to be married and not quote, have sin, unquote, don't sleep in the same bed. Don't do that. Okay? Just, just don't. Well, that's just good. The devil's just coming. To- <laughs> yeah. yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Kizzy. Finish your fucking sentences. <laughs> and commit to them in the moment. So we, we don't want to interrupt you, but then there's this silence and we feel like we have to add things. <laughs> Um, what what's the actress's name that plays the mom? Piper, Piper Laurie. Mm-hmm. Piper Laurie. I don't know. I just I thought she was really good. Like just she was super good. Like she, she was she, she was went all in crazy as fuck. Yeah, I think she got an Oscar nomination for this. She film. deserved it. I want to say, and I think she came back from retirement or something. There was something with Piper, mm-hmm. which Mac is looking up that uh, that either I want to say she came back from retirement and she got an Oscar nomination because she had. Quit the business mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for a little bit. But, uh, side note, I uh, Billy and I got to, not Billy, no one. Both she and SpaceX were uh, nominated for Oscars. Nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. The end. Uh, they, Texas Frightmare did a mini carry reunion, and it had Piper Laurie, Nancy Allen, and PJ Souls talking oh. about it. And it was just, it was just fascinating to hear. Just, it was, it was great. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, PJ Souls. PJ Souls. Very formative in a certain young man's life. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Felt like I didn't. I haven't shared enough in this episode. We were all sharing, and I, I feel like I needed to share. 
Thank you for sharing, Mac. Thank, thank you. Thank you for being vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. We appreciate it, Mac. Yep. And now is knowing your Halloween love. No. That's, yeah, it, all, it all checks. It, yeah. It, yeah, the math checks out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I was cracking up at a... Uh, you know, go to your closet, Carrie, and she goes in there, and then I was immediately freaked out by the Jesus statue. That is the scariest <laughs> Jesus statue I, I have like, ever seen. I was okay, like, but... did they home make that Jesus statue? Arrows? <laughs> yes. Well, and then where arrows. Where arrows come in? I'll tell you where it comes in later, which is at the end, and she throws all this, because that was my first thing. I was like, um, five arrows didn't happen to Jesus, but later there was like a spatula, or I mean, a spatula. One of them was a spatula. A by the putty way. knife? Yes, yeah, it was a putty looking knife, or an icing knife. Yeah, I think spatula thing. But um yeah, when Carrie pins her mom to the door frame and oh, then sure. stabs her with all the things and it then was, it was not subtle. Yeah. The, yeah, the, I was like, oh there's the there's yeah. the where all the arrows are is where a knife is in her body. Yeah. And so I was like, okay. You know, it was still freaking not the Jesus with the glowing eyes that followed yes. you in the closet. Yeah. yeah. So creepy. I'm just I'm just not familiar with any Bible story that no. included arrows and Jesus. So I did not. Which was why it stuck out to me, because I was like, that's not a thing. So my source, which is my husband here, who did go to a Christian school, he's like, there were no arrows. He's like, where did the arrows come from? And I was it like, came from Stephen King. Yeah, well, I was talking, I was like, look, Margaret White, her interpretation of the Bible, I guess, is different than what most people have interpreted. I don't know. And Jesus also had really weird hair. Yeah, and I wondered... But if it was a paper mache Jesus, maybe they had to, like, felt or something. (laughs) Or they just didn't get it, like... Yeah. It was an episode of Nailed It. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, yeah. (laughs) Well, at the end, again, when they showed her mom, I was like, oh, they were trying to make the hair like her mom's. Because that's basically what it was, like, the mom had the floofy hair. Mm -hmm. Um, Which was always, like... Perfect, like in place. Like there was not a hair out of place. That's what it was my just hair would very. Look like if I brushed it, her hair is what my hair would look like if yeah. I brushed it. Yeah, I think that's most curly hair. Yeah. Like if you brushed it, you're gonna have I the go Margaret. Over. You're gonna have that Margaret White triangle mm-hmm. look. Yeah, if you do a blunt cut. Yeah, I guess you're gonna have that. Yeah, not a, a whole lot to unpack in this movie. Yeah. You know, I feel like all the symbolism and stuff was like pretty on the nose. on the nose. Yeah, like oh okay, you know. Yeah. She's she's done like Jesus in the statue. I had very few notes on this movie. It was probably the I fewest notes. I, notes. I had maybe, I mean, I, I put them on my phone, but it was... Mine is, I mean, some stuff is just like observations that I had this round. Uh, and, you know, I don't think hygienically a, shower, a bath was the best choice, Carrie, to wash off pig's blood. I think a shower would have been better so you're not sitting in it. But but she's not thinking clearly at that point. Well, no, I agree. Yes. But I will, there was an interesting theme here where it's like Carrie could not get away from blood. Um, you know, there, there was, the, of course, the, the her first period at the beginning, and then there was the pig's blood. And then just like 30 seconds after she cleans all the blood off, she gets stabbed and falls down the stairs and she's bloody again. Mm-hmm. It just, it was, I don't know. I'm reminded of a hymn and it's kind of, uh, there's power in the blood. Mm. Yeah. She's, and the blood is kind of what, what is the catalyst that starts her on her. That's true. So her, her path, they're trying to finish the sentence. Yeah. In the back. <laughs> I'm just going to let you keep going. Yeah. <laughs> 
there's, there's going to be a 15 second grace period where we just let you finish a sentence and then see if there's anything else. <laughs> I think it's just with this episode. That's probably true. Okay, so Chris is almost over the top as a mean girl. I thought she went a little... I was like, it's not even Carrie's fault that she got in trouble. Like, it is not even her fault. Like, why did she take it that far? Yeah. But I I guess with the teenager mentality, she's associating this one incident. This is why yeah. all this bad stuff is happening. It's Carrie's fault. Yeah. I just... She can't take a joke. Don't feel like within the, the hierarchy of the of the casts in high school, I don't feel like somebody at Chris's level is even going to recognize the basic humanity of somebody at Carrie's level, meaning that I hate Carrie White doesn't make a lot yeah. of sense. Carrie White is, is not even a person to her. I don't think hating the teacher, yeah. yes. Hating the system, yes. But that if she feels like this non-person is getting any kind of sympathy, I could see that enraging her. Mm-hmm. But then again, I, I had the same, like, oh, she's over the top. But then I always thought, like, I don't understand women, so maybe she isn't. <laughs> no, as a woman, I don't understand what she did. Yeah. So I... As dealing with Queen Bees, I, I'm not surprised by her reaction. I will leave it. I went, I went to high school with somebody who is the face that comes into my mind when I think of Chris Hargenson. I think of this chick. Name and shame. Name and shame. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Don't yeah. that's, that, that's why I was vague on my... <laughs> it's on entirely my... possible she has grown into a wonderful human that being. I doubt it. But it's possible. So, um, train of thought. Uh, the face of the, of the bully person. Yeah. yeah, and I would not expect. Oh, her name is Carrie. <laughs> name to shame. I didn't mention a last name. <laughs> uh, damn it, Donna. <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, I, I would not expect her to have done anything remotely as evil as Chris did. It was remotely evil, but it was committed and thought out. And there wasn't a point where her self-absorption took over her anger, and then she got distracted by something else. Right. There, 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 it was so laser-focused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it, you know what would have made it make sense is if Carrie had fought back remotely. If Carrie had fought back in any way so that, so that Chris could say, this is Carrie's fight fault this is Carrie's fault then Chris's anger would have made a little more sense but why I think Chris's anger makes sense I do agree with you I don't think she was registering on Chris's social spectrum if you will I think the moment the prank happens Mm -hmm. that's when it's like oh here's somebody not in my little group that I can be like ha ha you know and just humiliate this person to make myself feel better Okay, and that's when it she registers on her her radar. After that, because then after that you get her friend Sue, because her her and Sue were I'd say frenemies, but they were same social circle. You get Sue standing up to her saying, "No, I'm that's not cool. Just mm-hmm. do gym class." Then you get the whole prom thing, and then I mean it's a domino effect. I think. That's where the laser focus comes in. That's why I can see Sue, or not Sue, damn it, Chris, Chris uh, laser focusing on Carrie. 
here's an alternate explanation for uh, for Chris's mania. It is the end of high school, and it, what if Chris has just enough self-awareness to say, oh, high school's almost over, I need to do something. This is the, these are clearly going to be the best years of my life, because I'm going to marry Billy, and we're going to live in a double-wide, and, 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 and. It's all downhill from here. I have to do something so legendary that at the 10-year reunion, they're going to be like, Chris, remember the time you did the thing to Carrie? It wasn't even about Carrie, it was about everybody watching. Okay. Cementing herself. That yeah. makes sense. That works too. And, and. It's headcanon, but. But, but, it's, it's, but it yeah. works. Yeah. Especially because we, we previously, I think maybe in the video rather than here, referred to Carrie as the MacGuffin mm. of the film yeah. rather than an active participant in the film. And uh, that, that makes sense. Well, I heard Carrie's always re. Carrie's. I always find it interesting with Carrie. She is all. She's never the the hero in her own story. No. I mean, she is all everything it's it's always reaction. Whatever mm-hmm. she is reacting to her mother, the kids at high school, Miss Collins, it's it's always reaction. Mm-hmm. And it goes along with your mm-hmm. your Ark of the Covenant. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all right. right. Well why don't we move into our unless anyone's got anything else? Nah. No. Okay. All right. All right, so Mac, you had our quotes. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to try to do my Travolta. My Travolta's no good. Um, but I'll just give it a little twang. Uh, <clears throat> hey, little piggy, I'm going to bash your head in. And, you, and then it becomes like, it almost veers into Michael Jackson. Okay, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to okay. say the quote. Bye. Here, little piggy, dot, 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 I'm going to bash your little head in, and you don't have to worry about the bomb no more. Excellent. Good stuff. All right. Well, uh, so let's, just, I guess, segue into our three poll questions that we have. Because this, this, <laughs> this, is, this is the first for us. Because normally, I know you've got one, I've got one. And Donna's got one. And Donna's got one. Actually, we already discussed mine, unless somebody else wants to contribute to it, the what was Carrie's role in this film. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't think we've got anything more to it. Okay. add yeah. on that. Yeah. Yeah, all right. The MacGuffin. The she's, Mac- the, she's the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. Wait, go ahead and say you're lying because I think it's just on the video. She, she's the Ark of the Covenant. You open it up and everybody's face melts. Yeah. 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 All right. Do you want to start with yours and then... You go. Roll? Okay. So my my suggestion was, could you have done like Sue and ask your significant other to take Carrie to the prom? I don't think so because because of the... I don't know, the age of the people, like there's a lot of jealousy, uh-huh. you know, and, and envy and, you know, you have the, the situation of, I would, I would expect for somebody in Carrie's position to have a crush and have some kind of feelings for the guy who was taking her out. I don't, I just don't think that could have ended well at all. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> you definitely with this film, she, she's already kind of crushing on Tommy in yeah. a way. So, yeah. So she's going to be somewhat heartbroken anyway when he goes back to his girlfriend. Not that he's ever actually left her. He's doing it to be nice. Yeah. Um, You know, I don't know. That's just how. I think if it were me, I probably would have tried to find Carrie a date. But I don't know that I would have. because, Because 
I, in fact, I still am this way to some extent, but I'm always about, I want to have that experience. I want to have that. So I would, it would have been really hard for me to want to be, to be willing to give up my, my prom experience. Yeah. But I certainly would have tried to provide her once. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of with both of you because I, I don't, I couldn't have done that my junior year or my senior year. Actually, I didn't go to my junior prom. Uh for several reasons, but at my senior year, I couldn't have done that. And, but I totally would have found Carrie a date because I found my friend who went, I found him two dates. Nice. I, um, <laughs> I did not go to my senior prom because my boyfriend broke up with me about two weeks beforehand. And so when I say I'm all about having those experiences, I'm sitting here as a fully adult woman, still bitter that I didn't go to my senior prom. I didn't go to my senior prom. I went to go see X-Men 2 a second time, and I don't regret it a bit. <laughs> X-Men 2 is pretty good. <laughs> uh, I was doing a play, for one, and then um, the guy I was seeing at the time broke up with me uh, about a week before prom, but he wasn't going anyway with me because of the play, and two, McAllister had this stupid rule, regardless of age, if you are a freshman, you are not going. You cannot go to prom. Hmm. I went to senior prom. I went to junior and senior prom, and it was more of a, everybody's doing it, so you have to do it. And I didn't. I didn't dance. I didn't care about any of that stuff. Like we just sat around a bunch, and I had spent a lot of money on dress and hair, or my mom did anyway. And uh, it was it was super meh. Oh, my yeah. senior prom! I tore that shit up. Like. <laughs> I had the nails done, I had my hair done, I had my makeup done, had a very classic green dress that looked very 40s glam, mm -hmm. which I really liked. We closed that shit down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't have a senior picture in my yearbook, either. I, I See, I would have survived, Carrie, because I just wouldn't have gone to the prom. I'd have been like, oh, everybody died, that's a shame. Yep, I'm the dead one. <laughs> I'd have been dead. Yeah, I was like, well, anybody want to go see X-Men 2 a third time? <laughs> I guess I would have survived, too. I, yeah. I would not have survived. Well, junior year, I would have survived. Senior year, I would not have survived. And I think that's why I kind of bring up the, the idea of, oh, high school is this transitory thing. Why are, why are these characters so attached to it? I have a hard time getting into that mindset because I was so the opposite of that. But that's just... And I, I admire that. Right. Uh, I'm just trying to, to wrap my head around being a teenager and not thinking that high school is the be-all and end-all of life. So, good on you. Yeah. I had a lot of fun in high school. Like, don't... I mean, even though prom and stuff was meh, that just wasn't my thing. And I was lucky enough, I think, to not be the focus of, of a bully at all. And I wasn't mean to other people, and so I just hung out with people. We all liked each other and had a good time, and... I, I, fine. I was so disengaged that bullying just like went through me. Yeah. Well, literally, there was there were. Speaking of the senior picture thing, uh, the the Chris, what was the last name? Hardinson. Har Hardinson, um, of our school was on the yearbook committee, and then eventually got to a point where they were close to deadlines for senior pictures, and so her and three or four of the minions zeroed in on me and was like, "You loser! You need to get a senior picture." And I'm like, and I, and I gave her this look, like. What's your name again? Oh. <laughs> you hit her where she lived. Yeah, I was like... <laughs> <laughs> nice. They didn't even put me as not pictured because I pointedly refused to take a senior picture. So 
I don't exist as far as high school is concerned. All right. I live outside of time and space. <laughs> and so it began. And so it began. <laughs> no, I floated during so many different circles. Like, I, I had friends in, in the popular group. I had theater friends. I had band friends. I had weird nerd friends. And I say that with hearts. When I say weird nerd friends, oh, sure. that's not a... Well, we have kind of segued into the other poll question. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Ooh. let's get that out there yeah. and we'll continue this conversation. Who were you in high school? Carrie, a Sue, or a Chris Hargenson? Hargenson. Hargen? Is it a hard G or a soft G? I think it's a hard G. Hargen? 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 I've always pronounced it Hargenson. Yeah. That's fine. But I don't think they ever said it in the movie. I, I know it I don't, from the I book. I think you're right. Yeah, no, you just call her Chris Sue, in the movie. Sue, Sue, Sue Collins says it. She says it when she's like, because she's like, you're out of the prom, Harginson, or Harginson, Harginson, whatever. She says it okay. when after the slap. Okay. She calls her by her last name. Okay, so, cool, yeah, cool. That's why that gym teacher never would have worked with me. You're out of the prom. Oh, were we supposed to buy tickets to that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll go first. Uh, I, I, I think I was a Sue because mm-hmm. I... I had many, I had different social circles of friends, and I never was bullied by anyone in above social circle. Mm-hmm. It was someone that was in my social circle that kind of made my life a living hell at times. <laughs> um, I definitely wasn't a Sue or a Chris. Um, I wasn't really a Carrie either. I mean, I, I was not... Um, in one of the in-groups, but I was never as quiet and passive as Carrie, which I'm sure stuns all of you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, definitely definitely not an in-kid, but also did not just sit back and tolerate being bullied. I think I'm about the same. I'm kind of in between Carrie and Sue, I suppose. Like, I wouldn't have given up my boyfriend for the prom, um, but I also was not... Like you said, like, I, I was shy. I was quiet. If I was in a classroom with, a, you know, people that I that wasn't in my, in any of my social circles, like, I was pretty quiet. Um, but I wasn't super passive and, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. So I'm just kind of in between there. I wasn't quiet. I know all of you at this table are super shocked by that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you finish your sentences? <laughs> you know, Mac, that was 50-50 there, too. <laughs> um... I, 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 I think everyone wants to think of themselves as a Sue. Probably feels like a Carrie more often than not. But there's always one person that views them as a Chris Harkinson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I can see that. But it yeah. kind of goes with the whole age-old quote of, uh, you're a villain in somebody's story. Yes. I was just thinking that same thing, and I was just like, who thinks I'm a villain? Like, I'm just curious. But... <laughs> It's. Pro- I don't think of you as yeah, a yeah. yeah, but there's probably somebody out there that's like, what? I'm what, sure. What do, you, what do you do for a living? Oh well, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're talking high school dev. No, yeah, no. yeah, high school dev. <laughs> not current dev. If it makes I you know. feel any better, I don't even like what I do for a living. <laughs> I'm actively looking to do something else. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know what adult Kinsey is a villain in several people's stories. That for the record, dev is not a meth dealer. <laughs> <laughs> True, not yet. Yeah. So. But <laughs> we're being she's very willing vague to about learn. her current vocation. 
I know when I was in vet school, a friend of mine, and this, this really bothered me, but he came up to me and he was like, you know, Donna, people either love you or they despise you. And what? Yes. And I was kind of, I was really bothered by that. I'm like, that's a horrible thing to say yeah, to somebody. There are people who despise me? Like, that's a, that's harsh. I mean, if you would have just said the normal phrase, I would have been like, yeah, that's fair. But despise? Despise is pretty. That's a strong word. Okay, honestly, I, I can't think of somebody who was a very good friend of mine. We had a falling out in high school, and it was not for anything that I did. It was, like, all her issues. Mm-hmm. If we asked her, what would she say? Now she would say the okay. exact same thing. Okay, cool. But funnily <laughs> enough, yeah, 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 she got over that. And, and I remember being so frustrated because I'm like, why? Like, I've done nothing. Why? How can you hate me? this way you mm-hmm. know and if if that's the case why are we good friends like why have you hung around me all this time like i don't know but we got to a point where i ha- i had to be the one to say to step away and say like i can't fix this i'm not mm-hmm. doing anything and i don't have to feel bad about not doing anything yep. so see so yeah. Yep, yep, yep. and then things worked out you know a couple years later but but yeah it was just one of those mm-hmm. how can you say that to so- say that to somebody like <laughs> d- i mean i don't know that's horrible. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's rough. There was more than, there was less than 15 seconds there for that sentence. There was. <laughs> there was. That's why we didn't want to interrupt you. Oh, we you. don't want to interrupt you. That's the thing we're trying to say here. <laughs> if there's more, we want to hear it. Oh, don't give me that. <laughs> Ask Debbie. My, my nonsense goes to a 15 pretty fast. <laughs> Debbie's like, yeah, that, yeah. So did we um, have a rule? We did have a role, which I think Mac has as well. Just let it go, Chris. Just let it go. Because there's a lot of sub-rules I think we could talk about. Mm -hmm. But I think if people were just able to let things go a little bit better, they might have, oh gosh, I don't know, lived. Yeah. Well, and can you expound on that as you did or expand uh, in the video? I don't remember what I said. Uh, Not not just Chris, but everybody. Oh, yeah, every character. Like, the gym teacher, if she had been an appropriate gym teacher and just not injected herself into the lives of these students, that would have saved her. Uh, If Carrie could have had that perspective, like we talked about, like, this is high school, this is transitory, and not, you know, rage quit the prom. <laughs> rage quit? Yeah. I mean, she's a sympathetic character, but she rage quit the hell out of that prom. Yeah, yeah she um, did. Obviously, if uh, Chris had just not been Chris, uh, or it, that's, I think that's actually a line from Sue, just let it go, Chris. Like, mm. let it go like hell. Um... Even, like, the the English teacher, when they're talking about the poem, like, he turns on Carrie and really drills down into it. Like, he's not, it's not, like, even dismissive. It's like, oh, it's beautiful? Beautiful, you say. Well, let's talk about the word beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was unnecessarily mean. And the principal, like... Cassie. Cassie, but, like, kept going for Cassie. Like, why do you have Cassie on the brain? Just, mm-hmm. like, learn her name. Let go of all that. So, if characters would let, let go of shit... Everything would have been fine. The end. Yep. Yeah. I agree with this. Yeah. All right. Do we have anything else before we close the book on Carrie? 
So thank you everyone for listening to us. We do appreciate your love and support. We are on all the social media. You can find us on Twitter at Beyond Cabin. You can find us on Instagram, Beyond the Cabin in the Woods. We are on Facebook, Beyond the Cabin in the Woods, as well as we have a webpage, beyondthecabinofthewoods.com. We do have a Patreon. You keep hearing us talk about it, uh, where you see us discuss the rule, the poll, and the quote. So if you want to see kind of uh, that inside, uh, definitely support us. It 100% goes into funding the podcast. So we do appreciate that. Uh, We also have some sister and a brother podcast. We have Collective Snark. We have Once More with Feeling, the 20th anniversary of the Buffyverse. And then we have The Family Business, which is a rewatch of Supernatural. And we are part of the Gumby Cat Network, so give them some love as well. They've got some great shows on there. Don't read the Latin. Plug it up, plug it up, plug it up, plug it up. Sorry. I have nothing to contribute. (laughs) (laughs) You know what horror is. Gumby Cat Productions. Podcasts from podcast people. Meow. Meow.